The first is the question of innovation and, and our divorce story in a way. And we pull two people in the room who illustrate for me some of our successes on innovation. Busima uh, Buza is here. She's a chairperson of the IFC. And a few months ago, we announced an IFC investment in a primary stove equivalent that you can use in an informal settlement. Look at this difference, Nicole. That when a young kid bumps against that primary stove, instead of it falling over and setting the shack alight, there's an automatic button that cuts it off. So that's one example on the one end, if you like, of the technology scale of bringing innovation. I think the other example is Max Price. From your university, Max, you know uh, Kit Vaughan, Professor Vaughan. So we've been working with Kit to develop a world-class technology in the detection of breast cancer among women. And it's really an attempt to combine X-rays and ultrasound. The kind of thing I guess you'd imagine would be developed in Sweden or in the United States. And our technology, which is now going through its second set of human trials, is probably the most advanced in the world. And it comes through this level. There's an enormous opportunity for us to commercialize this. And that's a partnership between an entrepreneur based at the University of Cape Town and Kutsky Hospital and government. So we've made some of the seed funding available. And I think it's to take the innovation concept and to show how South Africa is beginning to play in this area and bring more opportunities. Uh, the question of the early education challenges and crises has come up here. And I think they're, they're enormous and we've got to be Admit them, accept that there are some challenges that we're going to have to work through. We don't have all the answers, but some good programs in place. But I, I gave us a, a talk in December at a forum looking at 20 years of the Constitution. And so I brushed up and I tried to look at what was the state of university education at the time of the adoption of the Constitution in 1996. And you would be interested to know. There were 385,000 students at the university, so the head count at the university is 385,000. Today, there's more than 900,000 young people enrolled at universities. So we have this enormous expansion in access. So we have deal with many of the challenges, and they're real, and they're urgent. But if you look at the long trajectory of what we're doing, it is a very positive story there with the challenges, and that was what President Xi was saying really, that globalization creates challenges, but you don't retreat. So in the same way as we expand university education, the are new funding challenges, new problems. Poorer and poorer children are being drawn into higher education, but then they bring newer and newer problems, but better those problems than the problems of exclusion. Much as it may not sound that when uh, many of them march at that, but these are better problems to have than the problems that large numbers of young people just don't have any access to higher education. Finally, I want to just perhaps comment on the question by the, I didn't catch the name, but the reporter from uh, the SABC on the jobs issue. Unquestionably, jobs remain the most urgent challenge in the face of the country. 
millions and millions of people are without employment. But we should also, while we say we need to do a lot more and we need to do it a lot better, we also need to just look at what the facts are over the last couple of years because you've got to start with the facts. And between 2010, October 2010, which marked for us in some way the beginning of the employment turnaround today, the economy has created a net 2.1 million extra jobs. We are just short of 16 million South Africans working today. And I look at, I, I try to plot, uh, get my, my staff to plot GDP growth and employment growth to see what is the relationship between that. And over this period, the employment coefficient was 1.4. In other words, uh, for every 1% uh, GDP growth, we've had on average a 1.4% growth in employment. That does not diminish the fact that we still have an enormous challenge. There are so many people to be brought into employment. But it clearly indicates uh, one part of our story. And we've done some quite interesting work on the employment challenge. We're now looking to catch it in programs, and, and, and we've launched some in the past, particularly on youth employment. That's going to be the most urgent challenge. So complementing the issue of higher education, just access to skills for young people, is the other part, which is job opportunities and entrepreneurial opportunities for young people. So I think that that is the story, the sense that we can communicate here in Davos. And at the same time, we know back home, there's a lot more we, we need to do. 